What is going on, everybody? It is Monday, March 28th at 5.06 p.m. I had planned on doing this podcast quite a while ago, but I was on the phone with my grandmother, my dear old granny. And she had just gotten her husband home, her crotchety old man husband, after he was delirious at the hospital for a week, blah, 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 blah. And then, of course, my father calls me. He went past an elementary school, and he said the parking lot was completely empty. And this is at 4.30, because <laughs> he knows I talk about staying in school so late and showing up so early. And so he wonders, what, what the heck are these teachers doing? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe they start school way, way, way earlier. Maybe they start at like 7.30 or something. And so, you know, if they go home at 2.30, you know, two hours, and eh, it's pretty long. I mean, granted, my coworkers stay two hours. My kindergarten team does. But I don't know. So anyway, I'm just, I'm just now getting to the show. And welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Hey, it turns out that... uh that uh that coworker of mine that I I gave the half cookie to freaking put him on another planet. <laughs> he loved it. He raved about it. He's like, dude. He called me on the phone today because he was behind me in the car on the way to work. We were in a whiteout. And I'm like, oh shit, you're right behind me. And he's like, man, we got to do that together. And what do I say to this guy? I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, man, <laughs> that that'd be cool. And in my head, I'm thinking, bro, I already dissolved those cookies and washed them down the drain. There are no more cookies to be had. And then I made it a point of saying, too, in that conversation, well, you know, I'm, it's a, I'm trying to quit this habit because, you know, it's not really good for me. Yet. And it comes with a it comes with a price because we were talking about work and how I get frustrated at work with people's incompetence or frustrated with their lack of respect or frustrated, et cetera, et cetera. And I said to him, listen, man, I think I've told you before, but I've tried cocaine twice. And both times, it really did very little for me. Uh, I, I, I hardly even noticed it. In fact, I just felt more like myself. And so marijuana has been tough to kick because even though it retards many of my functions, it, it does bring me down to sort of like whatever gen pop normally feels or experiences, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but then again, you know, it makes me think now, just talking to you guys about it. What does gen pop experience? Because I'm thinking about all these people who are alcoholics or functioning alcoholics all these people who are potheads, all these people who are on antidepressants, all these people who consume caffeine until they go to bed. And it's like how many people are really, truly feeling just themselves for more than one day at a time? I mean, for a week or for a month, having to go through both adversity and prosperity. I don't know. I don't have any idea. And and with all this self-medication, here's a question. Are we taking something of value away from society you know are there gifts and talents that are outcast perhaps because in the current structure the current uh social i don't know yeah i hate to call it structure but yeah the social structure the way the world currently operates you know these these things are uh they're a nuisance like let's talk about my my kids at work you know the kids i had last year that are tearing it up this year bright talented curious hard-working kids, empathetic kids who don't fit in because they don't want to sit at a chair at a desk in a concrete box for six hours. You know, and so what do we do? We got to medicate them. I had a kid two years ago in my class. Now, this year, he's in second grade, fully medicated, totally different kid. Um, people are like, oh, it's so great. And it's like, is it though? Like, is it? Like, would you, would you say that horse that was too difficult to ride is really so great when you put a blindfold around it and you tie its legs together? Oh, yeah, that horse is so great to ride. It's not who it was. It's not who it was meant to be. And there was a level of athleticism and spirit 
that no longer gets to be displayed. Uh, now we've we've made everybody the same. You know, I'm thinking about that short story where a man had earphones over his head. They're lighting him up with sound like every five minutes because he's too smart to bring him down to the level of his wife, who has no handicaps imposed on her whatsoever. She's just very average. They get on, they turn on the TV, and there's a man totally totally shackled with heavy, heavy bags around him of sand. So it must have indicated great strength in his, he had a mask on and his body was totally covered with clothing in order to, to cover up. He must have been very beautiful. And he gets on there and he starts to do this little shuffle dance, you know, because nobody can be better than anybody else. And a woman comes out with the same thing. Then all of a sudden, the man bursts free of his chains. He rips everything off and he says, I will not be, you know, I will not be subdued. And he does the same thing to her, and they dance, and it's so beautiful. And she jumps impossibly high, and they perform these miraculous feats. And then, of course, uh, the guards come out, and they shoot him. Uh, when I say the guards, I mean like the regular police, you know, the militia, the, the folks who are imposing this iron will of, of sameness on everybody. They turn up, Then the man and his wife turn off the TV, and he gets hit with another salute, another 21-gun salute through the headphones, and he forgets what they were even talking about, and life goes on. And it's super-duper sad. And so my struggle in the marijuana battle here is how do I contain all that is me in in this, in this setting of babies, right? I'm surrounded by four-year-olds, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, and a bunch of women, um, which, God bless you, women, it's just these LGBTQ, 2SA+, listen, I went to the trainings, I got great many friends who are gay, I've, fuck, I've slept with a dude one time, um, you know, I've been to drag shows, she sat right on my lap, but then she didn't know I was very strong, so I just picked her up, twirled her around a little bit, um, many gay bars, so like, don't come at me with your self-righteous bullshit, what I'm saying is that there are differences between men and women, and you want to figure them out, go ahead and read Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, That'll point you in a pretty direct way. Or read Love and Respect, another book that our uh, marriage counselor recommended to us, or should I say the pastor who married us. And it'll tell you that men have different needs than women. And so I'm in a workplace surrounded by children and ladies, and you've got a guy who normally walks around feeling like he's snorted a line of cocaine. (laughs) It's a recipe for disaster. So now that I'm quitting the dope, it's like, all right, man, you're going to have to do something about that. And really the answer is meditation. And I've been sort of shortchanging that right now with reading some fantasy literature. It forces me to focus and improves my vocabulary. I'm, I'm really loving it. And I'm working on the new morning routine. So this morning I ended up reading. And the whole time I was reading, I'm like, man, you know, I, I should probably be meditating right now. And then after I finished reading, I started my, my yoga, my feet, my shooting the bow, my back PT. I had already prepped all my meals and my food the night before. So I was ready to go, you know, slap my lunch together. It was a piece of cake. Everything was made and got out the door. I, I think what needs to happen is you get up at four, you go down and you let the dog out. And you, you just, I got to set the timer for like maybe 10 minutes. Because even 10 minutes of meditating is better than no meditating. And then after that 10 minutes, my system, because I, I always take a shake in the morning. I got a green shake. And uh, actually, I had some oatmeal with protein powder in it, too, because I'm wasting away to nothing here. All this training combined with my work, I'm super duper duper lean. And uh, I I don't know if I'm supposed to be this lean. Uh, I, I think that I, I should have a little more weight on me. And so I, you know, OK, so I take the dog out. I have my shake. I eat my oatmeal. I go upstairs. I meditate. And then I'm ready to have a bowel movement. So I have my bowel movement. And then I go down and maybe I read. 
you know, I get a quick little 10 minute read in, or maybe I study the Bible before I start my physical stuff. Uh, last night I had studied the Bible before bed and that was pretty good. You know, it kind of calmed me down. Uh, it's, it doesn't get you all jazzed up like an epic battle, um, between fury crafters of water and earth and fire. (laughs) And, and I thought the other perk was that, you know, my subconscious could be digesting all of that biblical material while I slept. Um, I had gone to church that morning, and, and what's interesting is I listened to this podcast with Joe Rogan and some guru, and he called some people believers and some people seekers. And I guess I guess I believe that seeking the truth is a good thing for you. And I believe in the power of spirituality, and I do believe and recognize Jesus Christ as a role model, as somebody who I should aspire to be more like. And I know that there's a bunch of wisdom in the Bible, and so by golly, that's what I'm that's what I'm rocking with. But I've gotten some people who have messaged me, and I, I want to get to the really long ones on another episode. And so this is a shorter one, and this is just to let you guys know, hey. We are we are not alone. We'll call this one uh, Corey J. So Corey J. says, Hey, just started listening to your podcast. Thank you so much for being so brave and honest about it. I've been grappling with quitting for as long as I've been smoking, which is about 20 years. Over half my life. Sad. But today is the day I will be successful. And then she sent me this back in February, so I'm a real fucking asshole. Just wanted to tell you that you're not alone, and since finding you, I know I'm not alone either. Thanks, you. Well, thank you, Corey, and I appreciate you sharing that because that's not easy. And uh, I I pray that you find what you're looking for and you you don't let failure hold you back. And so with this coworker of mine who's all stoked about smoking or consuming these edibles with me, it's kind of like, nah, man, like I, I feel better about it now. Like that's cool. He had that. He had that great experience. But it was funny because to him, it was really novel. And to me, it's not. And so to think that, like, I'm going to get some of that, like, childish joy out of it, even though this guy's like a 50-year-old man, like, I'm not I'm not going to get any childish fucking joy about it, out of it. Like, I'm just going to hate myself again. And so I already got rid of it. I'm going to give him, we were supposed to lift today. That didn't work out. So I'm going to give him the stuff tomorrow, the little jar of coconut oil that I have. I'm not worried about that tonight. I will definitely make it to bed uh, before I let that tempt me. And yeah, yeah, Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt. You know, we're just going to rock and roll, baby. So let's go ahead. Let's get right into it. Our quote of the day. You need to be in a gym where people are about at your level, but where you've got guys who know more and can lift more than you. And that is from Louis Simmons, the late Louis Simmons. Very sad. He has passed, but an absolute savage in the powerlifting world and a pioneer has engineered multiple pieces of exercise equipment that are now used by professional athletes all over the world and uh just just kind of in some ways in some ways a godfather of modern powerlifting. and our bible verse of the day uh i'm in romans like i said read it last night chapter 11 verse 16 through 24. I'm not going to read all the verses, but just kind of summarize here the parts that really stuck out to me. If the root is holy, the branches are too. If you are arrogant, remember that it is not you who supports the root, but the root that supports you. Hey, remember to find satisfaction in the struggle and peace in the moment. We'll see you next time.